This episode is sponsored by Scottcoin. Scotland's first and only digital currency. It's peer-to-peer, always available, providing users with low to no fees. This is a crypto with a difference operating in the ethical space. The organization responsible for Scotcoin is a community interest company. This means they are dedicated to promoting positive change and a fairer Scotland. They incentivize and stimulate local trading initiatives, keep wealth locally and grow the Scottish economy, encourage and support local businesses and are an advocate for social enterprise and environmental causes. Just to name a few. More about ethical crypto, head over to scottcoin.com. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. Welcome, listeners, to the last episode of 2022, episode 38. We will be looking back, looking ahead, and talking about all things Christmassy or festive or holiday season-ish. Are you feeling festive? I'm feeling super festive this year. Are you? I did see pictures of your lovely tree. You're excited for the festive season, Inca? Yeah, because we've got big family Christmas this year. So, yeah, I don't nice. know. Nice. No, I, I'm not feeling festive at all. If I'm honest, I can't even be bothered one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Total Scrooge right here. Aww. In today's festive episode, we'll be sampling the latest Lockley release, which is called Fallow Edition and Glen Scotia 15. But first, let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news. Stick your nose in it. So Glasgow Distillery has expanded its small batch series. The mm-hmm. tequila cask finish and cognac cask finish were the first single malts in the distillery small batch series, which tequila was amazing and we've been talking about it before. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop raving about it. So yeah, these were released in August this year. And following the sellout successes of its previous small batch releases, the distillery has launched the Glasgow 1770 Ins and Gun Golden Beer Cask Finish and Glasgow 1770 Tokayev Cask Finish. They're on fire with the cask finishes. I know, they sound fun. Um, these are both unpeated and the whiskey was matured in a first fill ex bourbon cask and finished in a PX Sherry Hogshead that was previously used to mature Innes and Gunn's original beer for three months. So obviously there will be some Sherry influence there as well. Mm-hmm. The result is a rich and Sherry-influenced whiskey with notes of dark fruits, sticky toffee and rich vanilla with a dry and hoppy finish. And there are only 356 bottles available, bottled at 58.5% APV. So rush and get yours. Yeah, they'll go super quick. Second one is the Tokayo Finis. And that spent two and a half years in a bourbon cask before being moved to a Hungarian Tokayi cask for more than 18 months. So it's fairly young whiskey. Yeah. But I'm sure there's plenty of flavor. They say that the expression has punchy, sweet and fruity notes of vanilla ice cream and apricot jam. And there's only 210 bottles. Whoa. Bottled at 58.1%. Exciting stuff. We loved our Glasgow distillery episode this season, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And because we were raving about all those amazing, you know, the satinist that I loved and you, you loved the port cask finish. It was really kind of them actually gift us they managed to find two bottles left 
somewhere I don't know were hiding and they gave them to us oh, I nearly you. cried with joy thank you so much ruby pork cask finish oh and the heavens opened oh that's actually a good uh, Christmassy bottle for you yeah definitely oh and I think we should mention talk about download mania for the Glasgow distillery episode we had like what four or five times our normal downloads for that episode what yeah it's good to know that other people love it as well exactly in other news Hainer distilling in Ohio has unveiled its whiskey webcam which streams a live feed of whiskey while it is aged for up to six years Hainer distilling has decided to offer anyone who pre-buys a bottle from one of its 125 barrels of bourbon the opportunity to to watch their whiskey age via a live webcam until it's ready. The process generally takes from four to six years. Claiming to be the world's first patent bending webcam placed inside a whiskey barrel, the whiskey webcam experience costs 149 US dollars. Subscribers can access the live feed via a QR code that comes with their personal membership card, at which point they will receive a message saying, Welcome back. Your battle has missed you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Consumers can choose from a four grain bourbon whiskey or a high rye bourbon whiskey. And accompanying the live stream is a soundtrack of 1920s ragtime music. <laughs> oh my God. This is so weird, but at the same time, very fascinating, isn't it? Totally. Like part of me like thinks like, oh, how boring. But then the other part of me thinks, no, it's kind of cool. Maybe you just watch it every six months so you might see slight colour differences. But <laughs> send it, I don't know. Send it good vibes. Yeah. Brilliant. Whiskey Sisters! So what makes a whiskey Christmassy? Personally, I think, I guess you, you're always drawn to the sherry vibes because it's, yeah. you know, Christmas cake, baking spices, that kind of nuttiness, but also, you know, raisins, plums. But then at the same time, I quite like the idea of something a bit smoky. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe port finish. What do you think? Yeah, I think, as you say, like, well, I really like kind of sherry bombs and a lot of that, you get those kind of Christmassy notes anyway. But I guess it could even be like experience could make a whiskey Christmassy, couldn't it? You know, if you're having it at a certain occasion or after going for like a little Christmas market and you pop into like a, a whiskey bar or something and just whatever whiskey you want, just because it's got that Christmassy vibe. And I think sometimes maybe the sherry bombs might be, a bit too much or too sweet or you know too rich when you already had quite a lot of rich Christmassy foods and chocolates and things so maybe you want something else to balance it out that is a little bit lighter or just a bit more savory absolutely because there's as you say there's so many rich foods around this time of year yeah exactly I don't really see if you have a mince pie or a Christmas cake do you really want to pair it with whiskey that tastes exactly the same it might just be too much yeah so we asked on social media what makes Whiskey Christmassy and basically everyone was saying pretty much the same so sherry and smoke like darker heavily sherried whiskies but there's some good like points like pine you know that kind of Yay. foresty ones are quite nice actually yeah that reminds the tasting notes that you and the Finnish whiskey girls were chatting about all the forest notes yeah <laughs> yeah and then obviously all the baking spices like nutmeg allspice cinnamon cloves and all that and cookies 
cookie dough butter. Sure. Yeah. Someone mentioned Lafroic PX. So that's, yeah, I do love the smoky peats with sherry. So Lafroic PX would be quite yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Someone said the perfect Christmas whiskey would have like combination of all senses. Well, so, that's yes. nice. Yeah. That's kind of makes you think the whole experience. You can smell the Christmas tree in the corner and there's, you know, some food in the oven or. And little you know, songs in the background, the glow of candles. Yeah. 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 And there's another one. Someone said that any whiskey within 100 meters of a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done and dusty Christmas whiskey. Do you have any specific whiskies in mind that you'd... I don't know why, but I just always think Christmassy whiskey. I'm thinking Appler, 12 or 14 year old, like the double cask matured. They're quite heavily sherried, but not like super sherry bombs, but still quite rich and creamy. Yeah. Another one would be maybe the Clendronach Portwood, because I always think ports for Christmas. Definitely. And as you mentioned earlier, the Ruby Port kind of cask finish of the, the Glasgow distillery 1770, I think is going to yeah. be a good shout. But looping back to what you said earlier, I think if I was just sipping a whiskey, maybe, you know, with out eating I would want to go for something like that but if you had kind of a heavy meal or something that was kind of sticky and sweet I don't think I would fancy that at all. No exactly but I was even thinking you know the Clendronach uh, parliament that you like. Yeah. Because I could see it working really well at Christmas time. Do you know and Kat you and I are going to have parliament together again because you know how like when you've got a good friend and you know what I'm like I'm like watch this movie and love it and like listen to this song and love it and I'm like yeah come on love the parliament with me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have another wee one see what it's definitely. like. Definitely <laughs> yeah I'm definitely I'm willing to try it again. Like, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that it's just yeah you know. for sure I think I'd set it up like again like maybe you know again mentioning movies earlier you know if somebody like goes on and on and says it's so good it can just be a bit like Whoa, meh. yeah like Top Gun <laughs> and Ka, don't go for Top Gun I can't believe it like I tried to watch the new one the other day and I just couldn't even finish it because it's so cheesy and just so pukey I'm like oh Jen Oh my God, did I tell you what happened to me when I went to the double bill? Mm -mm. Oh my God, I was drinking Glenmorangie doubles because it's one of those posh cinemas and I was like actually feeling nervous before it because I'm so nostalgic for the original Top Gun. See, as soon as the music started, I started crying, but not even like... <laughs> cute tears it was like ugly tears like with like snot and by the end of the two movies I'd practically sobbed through the two films because it was like so nostalgic and I was like loving it but like so sad it was ridiculous oh my god I know people in the next aisle was like is she okay I know I would have just needed more whiskey to cope honestly <laughs> too much I can't cope so we also ask our listeners on social media if they had questions for us. So here we go. How did you meet? So, well, we actually met through our other halves, didn't we, Inca? Yeah, they kind of thought that maybe we could be friends. Yeah, so Inca's husband and my partner are friends and were before we were friends. And my partner was going, oh, yeah, yeah, I really think you should, you know, meet his wife. Today. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've got pals, you're okay. And yeah, like she sounds really cool. Like she's finished. Oh, like she's like, she dresses cool. Like she she drinks whiskey and I was like, hmm, 
Okay, yeah. then. <laughs> I know. As soon as I heard the whiskey part, like, oh, she bought a cask. She likes whiskey. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I can give this one a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's so good for us because we can be kind of like, you know, not that fussed for new pals. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't always like people. <laughs> <laughs> so thank goodness for our other halves. And they have actually coined themselves the Whiskey Misters. Yeah, although they don't like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how we met. There was another similar question. How did you guys start this process of where you are today? Yeah, I was wondering whether that means just the podcast, I guess. I think it was like, I guess it was more driven by you, Inca, wasn't it? Because you were already like an established spirits writer on the Sauce Again, new listeners. Inca's like quite the big <laughs> deal in the blog world. And, you know, you'd been thinking about it for a while, hadn't you? And sort of yeah. like popped the if, question to me. That's the thing. It kind of felt like the next step. I just got really into whiskey. I realized one point, because I've been writing about spirits for quite a few years. I realized I haven't really touched Scotch whiskey. Yeah, And I didn't know much about it and I wasn't sure if I liked it, but I, then I just kind of immersed myself into it and ended up loving it. So then just felt right to really focus. Like I still do a lot of other stuff as yeah. well, but it was nice to start the podcast with you. <laughs> totally, because we just love to, well, we like to chat about different things, but predominantly whiskey. So it just made so much sense, didn't it? Yeah, and it's quite amazing. Like it's our first year and we've already been nominated on three different podcast awards and stuff so it's really cool I know that is like super humbling actually yeah and, you know on the note that we can be kind of like whiskey bitches and we're not that fuss for new pals let's face it we love whiskey pals and we yes. love like that we've met so many whiskey pals this I year I know the whiskey <laughs> community is great so and just great. like meeting people who've been listening or following us on Instagram and just meeting them for drinks in a pub or meeting um, different events and sending messages and sending whiskey I know so nice like really really lovely we love it yeah one of my favorite questions actually was um which whiskey if you got got it in a Christmas present would you immediately re-gift <laughs> <laughs> I know we smoky <laughs> would you re-gift that to someone you don't like much Inca because yeah. it's so nasty it's nasty. Yeah. Like, you know, don't sue us, we smoky, but we just we just don't like you. Do you know, if I got a super smoky one, I'd re-gift it to you, Inca, if it was oh, too much for me. That's nice. Or, you know, I don't know, would you re-gift necessarily? You would just keep it and just give it to your guests. Yeah. <laughs> give <laughs> it to your So when will Flame Boots make an appearance again? Oh, our Flame Boots. I love our Flame Boots. I think we need to go to like one of some of those whiskey fairs or festivals and wear the boots. I think so. You know how like uh, the Christmas song like by Slade, the 1970s band, it's Christmas. They're kind of like the boots that Slade would wear <laughs> in the <laughs> 70s, big, huge, crazy platforms. Oh, I love those boots. Yeah, so good. Another question, ever heard of Pig's Nose Whiskey? Hard to find in the US, but cheap and quite tasty. I had not heard about this and I had to look it up. As smooth and soft as 
a pig's nose. (laughs) (laughs) That was the boast on the label of this blend, which first appeared in 1977 in the West Country. The brand partner of Sheep Dip, what may have started out as a bit of fun, ended up being a relatively rich five-year-old blended scotch with 40% malt content from Speyside, Isla and the Lowlands combined with Invergordon grain whiskey, all matured in first fill ex-bourbon casks. Young, creamy and sweet with just a touch of coastal smoke. Sounds quite like a quite easy sipper, doesn't it? Yeah, I've tried cheap dip. It's not too bad at all. Ah, okay. Have I told you my sheep dip story? Like about actual sheep dip that, you know, you dunk sheep in to take all the bugs (laughs) off them and it's like toxic chemicals. What was that again? Tell us. So on the Isle of Mull, I was I was still in like primary school. For some unknown reason, I don't think my dad wanted to deliberately poison any of his family, but he'd left sheep dip, which is like black colour, in a Coke bottle in the kitchen. <laughs> so I I took as if to take a swig of it and I felt like this like big thick chemicaliness hit my mouth. And I was like, ah, spitting out into the sink and stuff. My mum was like freaking out. Like, ah! Oh my God, you could have lose your taste buds with that. Exactly. So the next question was, you now have a million of the last thing you purchased. How does your life change? Do you know the last thing I bought? Springbank 10-year-old. Oh. So if I had a million of that, I think my life would change because I would be one popular woman. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. You would make some money with that and many friends. Totally. We would. I bought um tartan skirt. I guess I could sell them and make some money, but I don't think it would change my life that much. Oh, but that's quite cute. What colour is the tartan? Just on Red the... is super classic. It's like a mini skirt. Oh, super cute, Inca. I love it. When do the sisters come to the US of A? Mm. Well, if I had my way, it would be like... January next year. I'm obsessed with us going there, aren't I'm an anchor. What about you? Would you like us to make a trip to the US? Yeah, definitely at some point for sure. I've never been to US. Oh my god. But like I've only been twice and there's like so many states I want to go to. I've got relatives in Ohio, North Carolina. I want to go back to Tennessee, but I want to go to Texas. I cannot wait to go to Colorado. I want to go to California. <laughs> I like, know. I'm you sure go you to, like, Kentucky and stuff to do all the whiskey stuff. Come on. Invite us over for good fun. Yeah, come on, whiskey pals in the US. If we just get in touch with enough of you and we can do a little road trip and and meet up with y'all. So, okay, next. What's your cure for the whiskey hangover? Oh, now, Inca, you're quite good. You're quite healthy with the whiskey hangover. So you go first. Yeah, I drink loads of water throughout the day. And between drinks, I probably have the same amount of water than I have alcohol. You're very good at that. So that helps because then you're not dehydrated. Eat before you go out. Mm-hmm. And oh, milk thistle. Yeah. Take a, you know, lots of milk thistle, but you know, kind of have to, I'll do it like a month. You've said before, like maybe the next day if you're a bit hungover, like going for a wee swim in a sauna is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good idea if you can do that. And just fresh air. I like to go out for a walk and yeah. get some air. I'm much unhealthier than that. I like quite stodgy Scottish crispy rolls thick with butter with sliced sausage in them. And for our non-Scottish listeners, 
slice square sausage is kind of like a weird sausage that's flat and it's not quite square and it's not quite rectangle and it's a bit of a national institution and the meat quality isn't that high but it's a taste (laughs) sensation so I would go for that yeah I don't know if I have like a food that I really fancy if I have a bad hangover and I'm not in Scotland like I'm a little bit like lost because I'm like don't know what to have yeah also Sunday roast is quite a good one Oh, good call. A good one to finish off these questions. Most memorable whiskey experience of the year? Been quite a few. Like, thought it was quite fun to record the podcast episode with Vic and the Scots Malt Whiskey Society. Oh, that was such a standout day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good fun. It was quite nerve wracking, wasn't it? Because, like, yeah, videoed. I know. And the angle's (laughs) terrible. And the lighting. Yeah. (laughs) but that was so good and watch this space because there might be some of Vic Galloway coming our way on the Whiskey Sisters podcast I think that's such a hard question to answer because I just feel it's been like a roller coaster of epic stuff I find it really hard to separate stuff out exactly even our trip in March when we were touring and then the ferry got cancelled and we got stuck on Mal. Yeah, I was actually thinking that might be one for me just because like I used to live on Mal and it was really nice for me to be in, at Tobermody Distillery again where my whiskey journey kicked off but to be there with my whiskey sister so that's quite a standout memory. Also one of the highlights I would say probably was my last trip of the year which was last week at the Glenfiddich Distillery when we had so much snow so much snow it was like snowing every day it was a launch or some of the new whiskies and I tried a whiskey of my own age which is pretty amazing about like I will be writing a blog post about my experience and about the new whiskies so keep an eye out at on the source again dram on fire should we start with the Lockley? Let's start with the Lockley. Yeah, so the Fallow Edition first crop has been matured entirely in ex Oloroso sherry butts made with barley grown on the Lockley farm um, and bottled at 46% APV. This was a funky one. You know, there's been so much chat around Lockley, but I haven't actually, this is the first time I'm trying it. And yeah. even with this, like this release, I've seen everywhere, like on social media, all over Europe, not just in Scotland. And so I don't know, I had quite high expectations, but I have to like tell you that it didn't quite reach my... Oh, really, Inka? I think that's the thing as well, when you've got quite high expectations, it can kind of set you up just like we were seeing with Top Gun. <laughs> I hadn't thought too much about it, in all honesty. I, I like the colour. It's quite an ambery. Yeah, coppery. Yeah. yeah, dark amber copper. The nose was basically, I wrote WTF. Oh, no way. <laughs> At first, because I was like, what's going on here? So, <laughs> so tell us more. It's just very different. I thought it smelled like being in a distillery, you know, like in a fermentation room. And also some sort of new makey. I don't know. It was very strange. And then I thought like, okay, quite a lot of sherry, obviously there. Juicy raisins and that kind of crepe mustard you know the what they use to make crapa or brandy and things like that okay once you make wine they take the the pulp and or like squeeze the juice out and then there's the skin left yes so 
it kind of smelled like that. And if I would have smelled it without knowing that it's whiskey, I would have thought it's crappa. Oh, wow. That's so cool. See, I wouldn't really know what grappa smells like. I'm yeah. really with you on the fermentation part. I've actually written down something fermented. I found it quite sweet, like that toffee popcorn, you know, the butter kiss popcorn, something kind of lordly sweet and peppermint chewing gum for me in the nose. I don't know if, if whiskey should smell like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think it's too, it doesn't smell like it's ready. I don't know. I Go don't back know if to I'm where being you too... came from until you're grown up enough. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm get, not, I'm sure not getting I'm, that sense. I'm not sure if I'm just being too, it's just surprised me. Sounds like it was totally not what you were expecting. No, and just, yeah. How did you find it in the palette? Uh, quite spicy and autumnal, with outdoor leaves and mm -hmm. rain and, you know, uh, some fresh cherries. There was uh, some citrus as well, like lemon peel, I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, again, like, I didn't find it. It wasn't very well balanced. It was too flat. See, I like, I found it not too bad, Inca. It like butterscotch saucy on the palate, quite thick and creamy mouthfeel, kind of giving me pastry vibes. I get the lemon zestiness. I found it quite a lingering ginger zing on the finish. I don't mind after, it at all. After a while when, it, you know, I was in the class, I was even getting like garlic oil and, no and popcorn, like, you know, popcorn, those... Um, the kernels. Kernels, yeah, when they've been coated in, in butter or oil or something before they start popping. Oh, well, it doesn't sound like you're getting anybody a bottle of Loch Lee for Christmas, Inca. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like I'm not explaining my feelings about this whiskey or my tasting notes very well today. Just, oh, come on, Inca, spit it out, spit it out. <laughs> spit it out. Someone said once that they were quiet surprised by the distillery it seems like they're giving a lot of their bottles to the european market or outside of scotland and it's right it's quite hard to find in scotland or they go ah. there's only x number of bottles available for the scottish market Ooh. or the uk market interesting like you know the autumnal and the fresh cherries and stuff it's not bad it wasn't as balanced basically yeah glen scotia 15 year old 46% it's unpeated and matured in first fill bourbon and refill American oak casks. This one's lighter in colour, isn't it? Yeah, that was more like a goldeny barley fields. Definitely. Funny you're just saying popcorn kernel because I've written yellow popcorn kernel colour. Yeah, hey, that's a good one. Nice description for a change. I'm trying to jazz up my colour descriptions, Inca. Okay, the nose, I was getting green olives. Ooh. Um, yeah, it, and then kind of, you know, those blackberry flavoured boiled sweets. Okay. There was some like cinnamon, maple syrup. And then after a while, again, when it was in the glass, this is kind of weird, but like I didn't mind it. It sounds maybe mm -hmm. a bit gross. Mm -hmm. Creamy mushroom soup or sauce. Oh, wow. And maybe even like hint of truffle, mm -hmm. smelly cheese. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep sniffing, see if I can get on board with the truffle and the cheese. I didn't get any of that, but like super interesting notes. I quite like the earthiness. Funny you say blackberry. I've got, you know, blackberries, you know, when you're boiling them up with sugar to make jam, I've mm -hmm. got that on the nose maybe some bread baking in the oven treacle toffee you know i didn't get a tingling spine on the nose but i had shoulder blades were buzzing 
So that's a good sign for me. <laughs> like I was getting excited. But you know, this is really strange because last time when I was at yours and you gave me a, a measure of Glen Scotia, do you remember I said, oh, that's really sweet, like too yeah. sweet for me. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's not too yeah. sweet for me. I know. And this time when I'm now trying it again, it wasn't that sweet at all. Like, I don't know, maybe it was just affected by what I drank before that or, you know, yeah. ate something. I don't know. Even sniffing it now, I'm really getting that mushroomy vibe. There's definitely an earthiness and not like a strong fermentation, but something that kind of like nature farm earthiness. Yeah, yeah, farm, you know, that kind of animal. Yeah. Interesting combination of flavors or aromas. On the palate, though, it was very different. Cinnamon, pancake batter, some fudge, some gingery spice. Mm-hmm. And then I... I I was thinking wood chips. And then as soon as I wrote down chips, I was thinking, oh, chips, like, you know, crisps. (laughs) (laughs) I was almost like getting that kind of salty potato chip. Do you know, I'm having a wee sip just now and I have got nothing like that. But as you're saying that, I'm like, I think I can get a faint cheese and onion potato chip. Love it. I got quite sweet notes in the palate. You know, a sweet malted loaf, like with raisins, you know, sometimes they have a little bit of cinnamon or sometimes with orange flavours. I found it like I was getting getting like fireside glow vibes an aura of coziness golden syrup sponge pudding and the baking spices so totally hear you on that ginger I found the finish quite long quite tingly and I loved it yeah and you know what now that you said the cheese and onion crisp actually that's even that aroma on the noise has a little bit of that your hands always start smelling a bit funny yeah. when you eat them you know when you open a bag of crisps slash potato chips and like inhale the yeah like, uh, the inhale of the, the sm- aroma of the crisps yeah exactly because i always think cheese and onion they smell a little bit wrong but they really tasty yeah <laughs> i love crisps me too we should do like a little evening of different whiskies and different crisps and sweets yes oh my god let's do it oh my god that would be amazing and then take notes and then do an episode on it yeah in scotland you have all the random ones like haggis and black pepper or yeah in scotland we have so much snack food it's unbelievable yeah we only just got like basic flavors here i think that's like the bait i know that's a better way to be though because like we're all going to die pretty young in scotland i know my husband always says that it's like scottish people especially glaswegians if you imagine life as a battery and they just use they just do so much and party hard and just live the life to the fullest and so fast that they use the battery much quicker than a normal person burn it out quicker and all yeah. those like rolls and slice sausage for the hangovers oh yeah i think also for the christmasy whiskey things wasn't it one was um pigs and blankets oh whiskey with pigs and blankets i love a pig and blanket with cranberry like jelly Yum, yum. I would rather just like a bowl of like pigs and blankets than a big Christmas dinner. Just like a cheeky bowl. <laughs> Are you team Brussels sprouts or? I like I like a Brussels. I'm I'm mm. here for them. What about you? Yeah, me too. Although I don't like them if sometimes they overcooked and boiled, it's all soggy and horrible. Yeah. But I like roasted or crispy me and too. With some walnuts and blue cheese or just crispy roasted in the oven and dip them in hummus. Oh, yeah. I've never had that. But yeah, I like them with walnuts and butter or even just like yeah, but not too soggy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. This question is from one of our followers, so we thought it was a great 
whiskey fact for today. There is charcoal filtered, chill filtered. How many ways to filter whiskey are there and why? Okay, so we talked about the charcoal a fair bit on our previous episode. So please do give it a listen if you haven't already. But I'll just do a quick recap. The charcoal layer in cask acts as the filtration system, helping to remove unwanted flavors such as sulfur from the new mix spirit. Charring also increases the levels of vanillin, cacao-like flavors and spiciness, but it is mainly done for the flavor aspect. There's also a filtering known as Lincoln County process, which means filtering the new mix spirit through layers of charcoal before barreling. And this is done for all Tennessee whiskey. Smooth. No, I'll not do it again. (laughs) It is said to impact the color and also have more consistency when it comes to the flavors. And then when it comes to chill filtration, this is um, the process for removing esters and fatty acids from whiskey. This is done as those elements cause haze when the liquid is stored or transported at low temperatures and they can also produce sediment. So to carry out chill filtration, whiskey is reduced to around zero Celsius and strained through a very fine filter. And this step then collects esters, which can create the haziness in whiskey that are below 46% ABV. They are soluble in alcohol, but insoluble in water. So when the liquid is diluted, hazing can occur more easily. This was originally done due to the consumer pressure because we, you know, people just get too freaked out if they see little bits and they drink or if they add ice or something or water and they whiskey, it can make it a little bit cloudy. Yeah. And people would think that the whiskey is off or faulty, but it's normal. Yeah. And the temperature is an important part of the chill filtration and therefore it does have a slight effect on the taste. Esters themselves carry certain flavor compounds as well, so removing them will obviously change the flavor, even if it's marginal, but it still will affect slightly. Do you know, there's so much to it. It's funny, it makes me think of, you know how people don't like natural shaped carrots and they just like the straight ones, just like, uh, instead of just maybe products being a bit more natural. Yeah, and then we end up wasting loads of good food. Yeah, silly. So it's for aesthetics rather than flavor. You see non-chill filters on labels but if everyone would just make whiskey 46 or above ABV that would solve the issue if it really is an issue at all. Yeah now you see a lot of bottles actually they say non-chill filtered and that people think like oh that's a sign of like better whiskey or quality you know but it's really not quite that way at all. Yeah. I think if we all just relax and stop worrying about whiskey being a wee bit cloudy or just chill filtered. Oh my god. Whiskey Sisters, tones in the microphone. Hopefully you found our podcast fun and fairly slick but there are moments where there's the occasional stumble. We are going to be catching up with Rob Dietrich, Master Diller. (laughs) (laughs) Diller, hello. And Facebook at Whiskey Sisters dot what is it on Facebook? Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Sisters podcast. No oh, dots. Yeah. Oh, it's full stop. <laughs> Can you hear the ice cream? Yeah. Van? <laughs> oh, ice cream van vibes. Into the Kentucky Bourbon. bourbon oh, see, he has discovered that bourbon label. He's, he has discovered only distil. distil- <laughs> <laughs> the ghostly going the ghostly going on didn't stop there. Elizabeth Quinn, author of the, I don't know how to say that. <laughs>
<laughs> a kind uh, presence of Elizabeth Quinn. A quack. Uh, oh, I can't say it now. A kind spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Next, I was just, oh, sorry, on you. Next week, I will take you to my homeland through our special guest from Finland. As we. Oh, uh, sorry. My thingy keeps rubbing me. I feel like whether it's going to. Kura. 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 But the owner, NCP Singh. Should... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was just. I paused for the correction there. Ansipu <laughs> Singh. This episode was sponsored by ScotCoin, Scotland's first and only digital currency. To see how you can get involved, head over to their website, scotcoin.com, or go to their Instagram at scotcoin underscore official. So thanks for listening to us this whole year. We hope that you will return in January 11th when we will be bringing you a whiskey and music related episode with a very special guest. Woo-hoo. And if you feel like giving something back because it's a holiday season, oh, make sure and subscribe, follow, download. And that is so helpful to us that brings us so much festive cheer so we would like to take this opportunity to wish you a very merry christmas a happy hanukkah a cool yule a happy winter solstice or whatever your happy new year exactly all the good things to our amazing listeners i want to say a quick thank you to you inca because you do so much work behind the scenes and you're our amazing editor and you're my whiskey pal and i think we should say thanks to voiceover bob who just keeps us going all year through. Thanks, Bob. If you miss us, you can find us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, Twitter at Whiskey Sisters, and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. See you in the new year, Whiskey Sister. Happy New Year. Wishing you a very whiskey Christmas. Happy Hanukkah.